It's time for Monday Night Sports Talk on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Featuring the News Gazette media sports writers, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, and Scott Ritchie. Delivering the latest insights on the Illini and more. Join the program by calling 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here are the News Gazette media sports writers and your host, Steve Kelly. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to Monday Night Sports Talk with you tonight. A little bit of a shortened show until 5.30. Our pregame coverage from the State Farm Center gets going at that time. Scott Ritchie is here with me on Monday Night Sports Talk. We'll be back at the Esquire coming up uh, next week for our usual Monday Night uh, Sports Talk show in downtown Champaign. So we'll be with you about 20 minutes here. Phone line is open, 356-9397. Mr. Ritchie, how are you doing? Good. Uh, ready for uh, a little basketball tonight. Got some basketball tonight. Hawaii in town. This game gets going shortly after 7 o'clock. If you'd like to join us in the meantime, that number again, 356-9397. Matt Daniels, Bob Osman, Osmussen kind of have the evening off, at least as far as you and I are concerned. We said sit back, take a break. Scott and I can handle this 20-minute show, and we're going to do that. Yeah, I think we'll be fine. I mean, they obviously, you know. Impart their knowledge on a weekly basis, but we'll uh, we'll muddle through without them. We let them think they're irreplaceable, but we, we just say take a night off. Yeah, I mean, as it turns out, uh, we can do the show with just the two of us. Yeah, take a take a breather, fellas, and we'll get back with you next week. But uh, we'll talk some Illinois football. Levy Smith, as usual, on Monday met uh, with the uh, media after the bye week, and he said it was a good time for guys to get rested up a little bit and. A couple of the guys said they were feeling like they'd been in, a, in an accident. Their body hurt so bad, so gave them time to kind of heal a little bit. It allowed the coaches to go out and do some recruiting, and they were quite um, well-received on the recruiting trail. And um, we'll talk more about that as well. Let's go to the phones, though. We've got Howard on the line in Champaign. Go ahead, Howard. You're with us. Steve, how you doing? Good. You know what Self always used to say? What's that? Are you, are you with us, Howard? Yes. You know what Self used to say? You never have too many guards. That's true. So I think Brad's kind of loading up here, isn't he? What do you think, Scott? Well, yeah, I mean, it's pretty clear that he values uh, guards, and especially guards that can handle the ball and run the offense. It's why he's starting... Andres Feliz, Iodesumo, and Trent Frazier together, and you know why in the, the 2020 class that they you know, made a, a huge push for Andre Carbello and got him signed you know, last week, and then you know, they still continue to you know, recruit Adam Miller, and you know might get some good news about him you know this week if things you know fall their way. So, and he said yeah he always wants to have at least three primary ball handlers on the roster at all time, and you know next season they're going to lose Andres Feliz to graduation and probably lose Iodesumo to the NBA. So, you know, that's why the 2020 class, it was important to kind of restock the cabinet. That current uh, signing period goes through Wednesday yep. of this week, the 20th. So we'll see. We've heard reports that Adam Miller may verbally announce but not sign. We heard that he may go ahead and verbally announce and sign. 
So we'll guess. I guess we'll wait and see, like everybody else. Yeah, Thursday is gonna at least shed a little bit of light on his situation. Uh, don't know how much you know, at this point. I mean, if he just you know commits and doesn't sign, that leaves the the door open for things to change between now uh, and April. But you know, if Illinois you know, can get him and get him signed, that basically wraps up their 2020 class. And you know, the addition of Adam Miller, if again, if they get him, would put Illinois at with the top class in the Big Ten right now and uh, the number nine class, number nine class nationally. So, it's a that's a position the line I have not been in, you know, all that recently. Howard, we appreciate your call, and you are right. You can't have too many guys that can handle the basketball and distribute it as well. And that's uh, one of the things that Brad Underwood is is focusing on. We'll talk more about the basketball game tonight in just a few minutes and further on our pregame coverage. But Illinois, about a 14-point underdog on the football field in Iowa City. And I, I watched that Iowa game with with us having the bye week. I sat back and just watched as a fan for a change. And that was a pretty good football game. And that's a pretty good football team, especially defensively. Yeah, and they have arguably you know, the second best defensive end in the Big Ten in A.J. Epinesa. It's tough to be number one when Chase Young is also in the league. But uh, Epinesa and Edwardsville grad is – uh, kind of a monster uh, on the edge, and you know sometimes they move him inside, and he's uh, good against the run, can rush the passer. Uh, he's tough, and you know that that defense is just pretty pretty solid all around. And there's a reason Iowa is ranked in the top 20 still, uh, and you know, that their offense isn't going to wow anyone, but it's just pretty steady and it's pretty typical Iowa offense. They're going to run the ball a lot, but you know that defense could give Illinois some trouble. And the quarterback Nate Stanley is one of those guys. It seems like he's been there forever. Yeah, he got some some starts as an underclassman, and he's still around. And you know, he can sling it a little bit. I mean, they're not you know just a running team. You know, he he's you know, a pretty pretty good passer when when he needs to you know, open things up that way. And I mean, maybe he doesn't have the the tight ends that he had last year. You know, with uh, two of them going in you know, the, what the first round of the NFL draft. But yeah. You know, they can do enough offensively to keep you know, them in you know, in games, and then the defense can, can shut the door. Illinois fans like to call Illinois linebacker you. I guess you could call them tight end you, couldn't you? Yeah, at the moment. And, yeah. yeah, it's just once you get a couple, it just seems like you can you know keep that streak going. And uh, Illinois is, I think, trying to get back maybe to uh, that, that linebacker you you know type deal. And you know, they've got a couple good ones in Daley Harding and and Jake Hansen if and when you know, he comes back from his injury. And uh, no news on that today. He was, Lovey was asked, but uh, no, they haven't practiced yet this week, so maybe we'll learn more a little tomorrow. And a little might be the, the, key the, word. the, the keyword there. Uh, Lovey Smith is not prone to giving out a lot of details on, on injuries unless you know, players uh, out for the season. And you know, none of the, the currently injured guys you know, that haven't hit that designation, you know, are maybe there yet, but uh, you're getting you know, Jake Hansen back, if possible, getting Wole Batiku back. I mean, Illinois is going to kind of maybe need all hands on deck at Iowa. Iowa doesn't score much, 24 points a ball game, but they don't give up much either. They only give up 12 points a game. Yeah, and this is an Illinois offense that obviously had some really good moments in the fourth quarter against Michigan State, but in that game total – had some struggles in the first half, and that's kind of been the, uh, the way of the offense this season, where it's just a little bit, you know, inconsistent on when and where that production comes from. But 
Uh, I could see Saturday's game in Iowa City turning into kind of a a grind, a defensive you know battle. Illinois obviously uh, got the takeaways going for them this year and lead the country, and then you know Iowa just, like you said, just shuts teams down. And I feel fairly confident that it's not going to be a repeat of last year where Iowa ran away to a sixty-three to nothing victory. Yeah, that was uh, that was nasty, no doubt about it. And uh, and it's a good time for Illinois' defense to get into. Uh, maybe a defensive uh, struggle because the defense has improved so much. Even by not playing last week, they're still number one in the country in four or five defensive categories. So they're really playing well. You mentioned the takeaways, the changes and adjustments they made in the secondary, I think have been huge for the improvement of this defense. Yeah, and I think just, you know, one of those, you know, moving Tony Adams to cornerback just allowed them maybe to get their best four on the, on the field at the same time. And you know, part of that was also getting Sidney Brown you know, back healthy fully. Um, Stanley Green, you know, missed a little bit of time with an injury. And Nate Hobbs has kind of been the, the, the cornerstone of that because he's the guy that's been on the field, you know, for the, the whole season. But, you know, Hobbs and Adams at corner, Green and Brown at, at safety, those guys are playing a lot of snaps now, and, you know, most of them in the secondary. And it seems to be a group that, that works right now. That Illinois-Iowa football game Saturday at Kinnick Stadium, 11 o'clock is the kick time, actually 11.01 if you're into exact time kickoffs coming at uh, Iowa City on Saturday. Tonight here at the State Farm Center, basketball, the Illini been off for a little while after that uh, trip out west, bring a 2-1 and one record uh, to the ball game tonight against Hawaii. And Hawaii comes in at 3-1. and one. Don't really know how good they are. They've had some wins over teams you would expect them to win, but uh, they're coming all the way to the mainland to play just this one ball game. Yeah, which is uh, a little strange, and you'd think if they were going to you know, travel this far that they'd try and get in another game, but they actually only have one other game on the mainland um, until you know early January. They've got a game at Oregon um, December 7th, but you know, Probably the toughest team they played was South Dakota, and they lost by six points. And but they are three and one, and they've shown some you know, pretty good things that, that could give them a lot of trouble. I mean, they're shooting you know about forty percent from three point range, and Illinois is allowing teams to shoot forty two percent you know through three games this season. So if the Rainbow Warriors get hot from deep, that could be a little bit of trouble for for Brad Underwood's crew. There have been some bright spots through the uh, first three games and some things to be concerned about. Let's start with the bright spots, and Andres Feliz is off to a great start. Kofi Coburn through three games, averaging a double-double. That's impressive. On the flip side, you've got the turnovers and the defense. Yeah, and when you average more than 20 turnovers per game, and I know it's just three games, but that's still – you know, a lot uh, in the first week of the season. And um, a little concerning because it's been a bit of an issue, you know, for – and this is basically the same team as last year, and there were some turnover troubles there, but it was never to this extent. And it's just so many different kinds of turnovers too. And there's not just one area you can pinpoint. It's okay, if you don't do this, that number is going to drop, you know, significantly. Um, and the fact that they're coming from – Guys like Io DeSumo, Andres Feliz, is also a little bit concerning because those are guys you would expect to right. are going to hold on to the ball and you know value value it a little more, just you know being you know the lead guards on the team. So you know maybe the the week off they were able to to solve that issue a little bit. Well, maybe certainly it was an issue to be worked on. I'm sure by the, the coaching staff. Yeah, I imagine it was discussed pretty frequently. 
in, in the last week. Well, Georgie Bashanisvili, he's got nine turnovers on the season. He's he's off to a little bit of a rough start, trying to maybe find his way in, the, in this new setup with a, a big seven-footer in there. Yeah, and most, I'd say you know, half of those turnovers have been offensive fouls, which you know, he's kind of you know been in you know foul trouble you know throughout the first three games but you know, the other half is when he was maybe trying to force the ball inside to to Kofi Coburn a little too much and that high low game between those two can work and, and it has worked but you kind of have to pick your spots a little better and you know not at, as good as Kofi has been not every possession you know, has to see him touch the ball I mean you'd like this I don't know, I'd like to see that quite a bit just because he's been productive but if it's not there, it's not there, and forcing it's not going to you know, make things any better. But I, the two of them together, I mean, you know, Brad Underwood said they're playing about 19 minutes per game together. It's It's been a little rough, and I think it's just a matter of you know, Georgie has probably had to adjust more than anyone else on this team in terms of you know, the, the lineups that they put out there. And, you know, he's not playing as much on the post where he was so good last year, and he's got to figure out kind of this this new reality you know, that, that he's in right now. Well, when you get both those guys down low, there's not a lot of space, and one of the things that made Georgie effective were his inside moves the, to, to both sides, left and right. He's very effective that way and uh, good footwork and all that, but he, he needs room to operate. Yeah, and they flipped the high-low you know, somewhere mm-hmm. where – Kofi will be in the high post and you know feeding Georgie the ball and could probably stand to do that a little more and it's just I mean that's all about their half court court offense which hasn't been great you know, this this team's been better in transition and that's maybe not really a surprise but when they get in the half court it's just things kind of bogged down and they don't you know right under with systems all about passing and cutting and good good flow and they don't have any of that you know right now in the half court. When you look at the uh, assist-to-turnover ratio of 12 to 21, <laughs> that's a number that stands out and obviously will get better as the, as the season goes on, but it's off to a rough start. Yeah, and I think through three games and 62 total turnovers, I think, I mean, that's probably a bit of an anomaly, but that can also build on itself a little bit where it just teams a little sloppy and just can't break out of that funk and, you know, it was fine against Nickel State and fine against Grand Canyon, but Arizona made Illinois pay for those turnovers. It was a, t- a team that could get out in transition and take advantage of those extra opportunities. And there's going to be more Arizonas, so to speak, on on the schedule, especially once Big Ten play starts, where talented teams that will see those turnovers and be like, thank you very much, let me get some easy points. Another couple of minutes here on uh, our uh – shortened edition of Monday Night Sports Talk before we turn it over to the uh, game day crew. Anything happened in Big Ten basketball involving Big Ten teams so far that has surprised you? Probably the, I don't and I don't know if it's a surprise, but you know, Ohio State has looked, I mean I had them picked, I think third in the Big Ten in the preseason, but thought that there was kind of a gap between Michigan State and Maryland at the top and then you know, to Ohio State at, th- at three, but they've looked really good, and they beat up on Villanova you know, last week. They had a, a good win against Cincinnati in their opener, and you know, the fact that they're doing it with, like, all five of their stars are averaging between, like, nine and a half and 11 points. They got a couple guys coming off the bench averaging eight. Like, it's just they're playing terrific defense, and then they have a really balanced offense, and 
it could be a, a team to reckon with as the, the season progresses. And you'll be uh, doing your thing tonight. You've got a 7 o'clock start, so you don't have deadline issues, but you'll be working uh, throughout the ball game. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's still going to be a little tight, but uh, I prefer 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock, which uh, we've got on Wednesday night. That's Scott Ritchie. Thanks, Scott. On the Monday Night Sports Talk, stay tuned. Fighting Illini Game Day is coming up next. Illinois and Hawaii tonight. Our thanks to uh, Scott Ritchie, Ed Bond, Evan Kahn as well. This is Steve Kelly. Talk to you again soon here on WDWS Champaign-Urbana.